0: What is up guys and welcome to the strength of body and mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host and this is episode 45 and this one's going to be all about eating for health versus eating for weight loss. You see those two things are not necessarily the same. They're not always in the same camp and this is where a lot of people get really hung up and this is where a lot of people make a lot of mistakes and this is what causes a lot of people to not be successful is confusing the two things eating for health versus eating for weight loss. They can be the same, but a lot of times they're not the same. And a lot of people end up in this situation where they eat what they think is good for health reasons, and they do that in hopes to actually achieve weight loss. But what they're actually doing is they're screwing up the major contributing factor to weight loss by just eating whatever because it's from the earth versus something that was manufactured in a plant or whatever, processed. And because it's from the earth, they assume it's good and they assume that it's going to contribute to weight loss when in reality, all they're doing is putting themselves in a situation where they're overloading on certain macronutrients and continuing to become uh, in in a further state of being overweight or a further state of being obese. Okay. Now I'm guilty of this. I did this for a long period of time back in 2005, six, seven, and into 2008. All right. So anyway, before I go off into a tangent, I want to do a little course correcting here and uh, just kind of start from the beginning. And it's, uh, you know, it's really, it's, it's a question, right? Should you eat as clean as possible? Have you ever asked yourself that? Or have you ever had that conversation with somebody and, and the conversation goes in a direction of cleanliness of food? Like, should I eat as clean as possible? All right. And if you're obese, if you're overweight, if you're trying to lose weight because you are overweight, you're carrying around some excess pounds, like, do you ever ask yourself, like, should I eat as clean as possible? Or are you already assuming that you should eat as clean as possible? Look, yes, in a perfect world, we would all eat the cleanest food possible. And by the way, for those who don't know, you know what the hell does clean food even mean? Um, clean food, when I talk about clean food, what I really mean is all organic, all unprocessed, all free-range everything, as little GMO, well, no GMO, but as little hormones as possible, you know, preferably zero. And, you know, basically like this food would, it would produce itself naturally. The planet would produce this food naturally without human intervention. That's basically what clean food is. And first of all, clean food's great. It's very impractical for most people to get their hands on clean food for all their meals. So, that's first and foremost. It's just very impractical from a cost standpoint and an availability standpoint. A lot of people don't have availability, they don't have clean food availability. They don't have like readily available access to clean food, like purely clean food, unless they go and they can seek out like a Trader Joe's type of store or a Whole Foods or something like that or an organic market. Uh, I don't have access to this very easily. I have to travel quite a ways to get complete like a complete uh, kitchen full or a complete like grocery haul of clean food. And a lot of people are in that situation. But yes, ideally, every single person would eat clean food. Again, is it practical? Absolutely not. And aside from from clean food, there's a lot of confusion about health as a function of clean food versus, macro friendly food meaning is there a, is there a health a so like a health benefit or a series of health benefits or some sort of like major contributing health thing as a result of eating clean food versus macro friendly food now before I even explain that what is macro friendly food I'll jump into that real quick macro friendly food is food that we eat on a daily basis that satisfies what our macronutrients should be so if you don't know what macronutrients are I've talked about them here in the past, but basically it's proteins, carbs, and fats. It's the three macronutrients that we make up. So like 97% of the calories you take in on a daily basis are going to be made up of those three things, proteins, fats, and carbs. So proteins and carbs both have four calories per gram and fat has nine calories. Every gram of fat has nine uh, calories per gram. So, uh, you know, like an average adult male, Would eat probably close to like 2,000 calories a day or something, 2,200 calories a day. And he would have, he would do that through something like 200 something grams of carbs, like 50 grams of fat, and like, I'm just spitballing here, but 150 ish, 120 grams of protein, something like that, somewhere in there. And if you did the math out, it would be around 2,000. Okay. And that's, that's pretty average. But those are the three macronutrients. And those are what make up the majority of our calories. So, Anyway, when I say macro-friendly food, I mean food that satisfied what your, satisfies what your macros should be. And what that is, is not necessarily this diet of completely clean food, quote-unquote clean food. And, um, and the reason I bring that up is because a lot of health experts, in my, in my experience anyway, maybe you've experienced this, maybe you haven't, but a lot of health quote-unquote experts are obese, or overweight, all right, Because they only care about the cleanliness of their food, yet they pay zero attention to the macro nutrition part of it. Okay, and I've I've experienced this many times. I've, there's probably between registered dietitians, uh, nutritionists, and um, just like self-proclaimed health experts that I've crossed paths with paths with over the years. I have come across numerous, probably double digits obese people who are preaching a lot of health, clean food, health benefit type stuff in a way that that's uh, that puts them in a, in a position of, of authority or trying them trying to put themselves in a position of authority. And while they might have a lot of knowledge, they're not really doing a very good job of selling that whole concept when they themselves are not exactly the epitome of, of health, right? The epitome of like a fit person, Um, so I just, I want to be totally clear about this. Here is the deal. Here's the punchline. No matter how clean something is, no matter how clean your diet is, if you eat too much of it, if you eat too much and you are consuming too many macronutrients and you stack your calories, you're going to gain weight. You're going to become obese. This is the problem with people like that who, and, and it's not really a judgment on them. I think they just, they have, like some wires crisscrossed a little bit and they need to get some stuff straightened out and look at it from a different perspective but if you consume too many of your macronutrients even if it's through the form of the cleanest fruits and vegetables on the planet you're going to gain weight you're going to become obese you're going to become overweight and you might have the most micro-friendly system going on like you might have like the optimal level of calcium in your diet the optimal level of iron, the optimal level of magnesium and zinc, and all this other stuff, but that doesn't matter when it comes to weight loss. All that stuff is completely overruled if you're, awake, if you're overweight, if you're obese. All that stuff is out the window, and this is a this is what happens to a lot of people. Maybe you're in this situation too. You start thinking about clean food. You start thinking about clean food as being the ultimate priority, right? How clean is this food that I'm about to eat? and you think so much about that stuff you think so much about focusing on the whole 30 thing or focusing on the paleo thing or focusing on the non gmo or whatever and you get so wrapped up in that that you forget that your macros are 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 a big deal your macros are what governs everything the calories in versus calories out governs everything and it it runs away on you and then over time you end up putting on a lot of weight but you're quote unquote healthy because you are focusing on eating clean food. You're focusing on eating paleo diet. You're focusing on eating totally vegan or whatever it is, right? And by the way, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I just want want to put an emphasis on the reality that even though the body is this widely dynamic, complex organism with all this crazy shit going on inside of it, it operates in a very simple way, just like a bank account. Okay, We have a resting metabolic rate. We have a daily RMR, and that is the amount of calories that our body will burn every single day just operating, just getting up, going to work, and doing whatever. It just burns energy. Calories are just a a unit of energy, and your body will burn a certain amount. If you put in more calories then you're burning every day. Guess what? You're going to gain weight. If you put in fewer calories than your body's going to burn, then you're going to be in a deficit and you're going to lose weight just like a bank account. If you have a bank account and have a certain amount that you spend every single day, well, if you put in more than you're spending, guess what? That bank account balance goes up, right? Right. It continually, like slowly grow, gets bigger, slowly gets bigger. If you put in more than you're spending, the account balance is going to go up. If you put in less than you're spending, guess what? That account balance is going to go down. It's going to continue going down until it zeroes out. All right. The body works the same way. If you put in less in calories than you're burning, you are going to be at a deficit. You're going to lose weight. It's going to continually getting sm- be getting smaller. Now, I know I've talked about that a lot in the past calories in versus calories out it's very important i'm probably going to repeat myself with that over the course of time all the time because it's so important and not nearly enough people have that really locked in they don't have that locked in as like a truth or as a golden rule like this is how the body works they this is why people bounce from diet to diet to diet and it drives me crazy watching people do that especially when maybe we get on a coaching call and i start talking to them and we started talking about maybe me coaching them and them being part of my program. And they end up deciding that it's not for them. And then they go off and they bounce from diet to diet or they bounce from trend to trend and make zero progress. In a lot of cases, they end up going backwards. They end up putting on weight because they're trying all these different things, crash diets or whatever. And the, one of the ones that I see a lot of <laughs> is intuitive eating, okay? Okay. If you haven't heard of intuitive eating or mindful eating, it's something that is becoming more popular. It was actually, I think it was really pioneered in the nineties, but what it is, is a system, a dietary system, if you will, they don't like to use the word diet, but it's an eating system. It's a, it's a consumption system that operates on 12 principles, like 10 or 10 principles, 10 rules or something. And their rules like, well, first of all, there's free to total freedom to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, however much you want. They don't count macros by any, any, you know, stretch of the imagination. They don't count anything. They just, uh, you know, people who are practicing intuitive eating, the rules of intuitive eating are that you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, some of the rules are some of the golden, uh, pillars are honor your hunger, which means when you're hungry, you eat, right? Forget about eating, and like stopping and all that. It's honor your hunger. So eat when you're hungry. That's one Um, challenge the food police. That's one that they operate by, which is, there is no such thing as the wrong type of food. If someone says that you shouldn't eat that, or you should eat this versus that, then you should stick it to them and eat what you want. That's basically what that means. Uh, Respect your fullness. Uh, That's one of them. Basically you have to like have this, this fullness indicator going on in the back of your mind and have like be aware of when you're full and uh, basically intuitive eating is to try and feed off of your body's intuition and rely on your body's intuition to tell you when and when not to eat and to tell you when and when not to keep going or to stop or what to eat like you have to rely on your body's intuition here's the problem with that here is the major issue with that that might be great for someone who has already gone through a transformation and already understands macros and already really understands how the human body works like really, really well. I could probably do well with intuitive eating now. But the reason I got obese in the first place, the reason I put on 80 pounds and hated everything about myself is because I operated on these exact same guidelines. I ate when I was hungry. I had total freedom. I There was no food police. I ate whatever I wanted. When someone said, don't eat that. You should eat this. I told him to go pound sand and I ate whatever I wanted. Right. I operated on these principles, respect my fullness. I mean, if I'm not full, if I don't feel like I'm going to bust, you know, if I didn't feel like I was like so full that I couldn't breathe, then I would just keep eating. There was no relying on my body's intuition. There was none of that. That's why I got obese. That's why people get obese is because they do all these things. They eat whatever they want, whenever they want, completely unlimited, right? They have total freedom and they end up obese. So mindful eating, intuitive eating, that is only for people who have completely mastered their body. That is for people who have looked at how their body works, looked at their RMR, their resting metabolic rate, had a complete deep understanding of how it worked, watched it work, mastered how to lose weight and mastered how to control their body. And then they can graduate to intuitive eating. They can graduate to mindful eating, which by the way, mindful eating and intuitive eating, they both operate primarily around whole foods and clean foods and stuff like that. So yes, you have total freedom, but most of the, that whole concept is built around eating fruits, veg, vegetables, and lean proteins and stuff like that. And trying to, uh, trying to take in just, just those types of food and be mindful by listening to your body to tell you when to stop and when to keep going. And like the main core takeaway from, from their whole pitch from the pitch of the people who run intuitive eating and teach it and practice it is that you get to a point that because you have total freedom, you will naturally just decide I don't need this today because I can eat it whenever I want. And that's that's a good like I understand where they're trying to go with it and I get it and a lot of people do well with it, but not when they are struggling with food, not when they're struggling with food. And a lot of people, especially in the United States, struggle with food and to tell someone that they can go and eat whatever they want, whenever they want, and just wait for this tactile feedback from their body to tell them when to stop is bullshit. That's how people get obese. That's exactly how I got obese. And if you're not looking at your macros, at least in the beginning, until you master that, if you're not looking at your macros, you're never going to have a good gauge. on. You, there's, it's actually impossible, I think, for you to be able to even interpret intuition from your body, signals from your body, messages from your body until you understand how macros work, until you truly understand, not just look at how the formula works on paper one time or anything like that, until you truly Go into it for a while and understand, like the difference between what happens when I eat 150 extra calories for a, a week or two. You can't. There, there is no way for us to interpret. I really feel this. There's no way for us to interpret our body's tactile feedback intuition. I just don't think it's possible. So, um, anyway, that's that's how that's how I feel about intuitive eating and mindful eating. And again, it's not bad. I just think it's something that you need to graduate to. Once you master the very simple part of understanding macros and understanding the calories in versus calories out. And again, through experience. Now, back to macros. If your macros suck, right, your body is not going to be able to, to develop in the way that you probably want it to. So if you have a fitness goal of any kind, if you have a physique goal of any kind, chances are it's going to involve some muscle building of some kind. That could be a lot. If you're trying to get a muscular physique, it could be a little bit. It doesn't matter. Muscles built through one thing and one thing only primarily, and that's through resistance training and then taking in the proper nutrition. And that's going to include having a pretty good idea of what your macros are. And if your macros are way, way off, then you're not going to develop muscle effectively and efficiently and definitely not in a consistent way. Are you able to grow muscle at all if your macros are screwed up and not balanced? Of course. But is it going to be effective and efficient? No, it's definitely not. And you're certainly not going to be able to have consistent or repeatable or reliable results or predictable results. So again, can it be done? Yes. But it's going to be very, very difficult, a lot more challenging. And, uh, and definitely not as streamlined as if you were to stick to a, like a consistent nutrition plan where the macros were all figured out and understood and followed within like a tight tolerance, like a 5-10% tolerance. So this is why I work in 12-week sprints, okay? When I work with clients or when I'm doing stuff with my myself, when I'm trying to put on a certain amount of muscle, like when I'm bulking or cutting, whatever you want to call it, I will operate in 12-week sprints, 90 days. And the reason I do that is because you can get a very... Very good understanding of how your body works and adapts to things in a 12 week window. So, if you're trying to cut and lose weight, you can dial in macros and make some adjustments and come in at a caloric deficit, a very small one, and like really, really fine tune it and understand everything about your body in that 12 weeks and get crazy results in that 12 weeks. But, you you know, your body begins to adjust, your body begins to react and adapt. And so, it needs to pivot. After a certain period of time. Otherwise you enter this mode where you're no longer experiencing progressive overload of results and you need to change things up. And 12 weeks just happens to be like the magic number. I can very easily track macros. I can eat very well and consume all nutritional things and, and train very well to that number, that 12 week number. And usually after 12 weeks, I like to relax. So if I'm cut in, and I, I recommend this to clients too, if, if I'm training a client. I will. We'll go through the first twelve weeks of whatever it is, whatever if it's a cut or if it's a bulk or whatever. And after that twelfth week, we will relax a little bit. Okay, we'll take the um, whatever the macros were for those twelve weeks and we'll relax them. So we'll go back into maintenance mode. So if they were eating a surplus, we'd back it back down. If they were eating at a deficit to lose weight, we would bump it back up and go back to maintenance mode and just kind of like reset a little bit. And this isn't necessarily the difference between bulking and cutting. This is just like a, uh, just a, like a breather. Basically it's like an intermittent interval breather type thing. Um, and that, it works really well. 12 week sprints work really, really well. But anyway, I don't subscribe to clean eating being the only way to be healthy and the only way to be successful. Okay. I need to break that myth because it, it is a myth eating clean, quote unquote clean, and eating like all whole foods and stuff is not necessarily going to get you your weight loss results. Most cases, actually, in most cases, it's not. Okay. And it's, I, I can't say this enough. It's not because the food isn't proper for that or appropriate for that goal. It's because if you're obsessed with the cleanliness of the food instead of the macros, you're going to end up eating food that might be clean, but the macros are going to be so screwed up that you're going to end up putting on weight or staying the same, okay? It's not enough to just substitute whatever you're eating for a bag of clean, whole organic apples and like a salmon that was like organic, caught from the ocean, whatever. It's like, that's not enough. That is not enough. And if you just go into the grocery store and buy an entire grocery cart full of stuff that says Whole30 on it and eat all that, it's not enough. Okay, that's not enough. You need to understand the data of your body. Maybe you need a coach to do that. Maybe you can figure it out on your own. It doesn't. Whatever method you need, you need to understand that data. Not enough people understand that data, and that's actually like the main missing piece. Maybe if you have that, then you can go in and you can do all Whole30 stuff as much as you want. You can go in and you can do all Whole Foods, all organic, all free range, all clean, whatever. As long as you understand the data, as long as you're eating and consuming nutrition to a strategy that maps directly to your macros. Now, I want to speak directly to the people have who have been on the receiving end of comments from somebody who was a quote unquote expert who is overweight or obese, but they happen to have a lot of knowledge, like textbook knowledge, about nutrition or textbook knowledge about the human body, right? Um, if you're in this camp and you've been on the receiving end of this, you know maybe maybe you were offended by this, maybe you weren't, maybe you felt judged, maybe you felt like an idiot, maybe those people have made you feel dumb because you didn't know anything about like the type of pesticide that this farm in Arkansas uses on the thing that you bought. Whatever. I mean, I've been in these conversations and it's ridiculous, but it's important that you don't get offended by this because I there was a long period of time where even though I was in tremendously better shape than a lot of quote unquote experts in my life. They would still bombard me with nutrition knowledge, even though they were carrying around an extra 70 pounds or an extra hundred pounds. And I'm getting like accosted by these people because of the choices I'm making nutritionally. Meanwhile, I'm leaning out, I'm putting on muscle and I look good. I feel good. And then I just, you know, it's almost like they come from a place of insecurity and like they just need to flex that knowledge muscle that they have because they read so many books and they went to school and became a registered dietitian or whatever and they just feel like they have to come in (laughs) into my backyard and uh just bash my progress with their knowledge but whatever if you're in that situation where you're experiencing this type of thing too either from people in your life, at your work, in your family or whatever, it's important that you, you don't get offended by it. And if you haven't experienced this yet, you definitely will, especially when you start making progress, you'll definitely be like accosted and insulted and harassed by these people because they always, quote unquote, know better than you. Um, but here's the thing. It's actually extremely liberating hearing this because when people they get into this mode where they feel like they have to insult you for your progress because your progress is being made the wrong way because you're not eating completely whole foods and all this other shit it's it's actually liberating hearing them get so riled up over that and and it's uh, it becomes almost like a joke after a while when you are sitting there and you're you're being harassed and you know that this person they definitely go to the grocery store or whatever and they definitely buy a $6 uh pack of eggs a six dollar dozen of eggs because it was cage-free all organic and it was you know the, the eggs were laid like 45 miles away or whatever uh but meanwhile you know they're still taking in so many calories and so much sugar even though it's like natural sugar through fruit or whatever they're just eating so many calories they're still overweight they're still obese and you're making tremendous progress because you're tracking your macros and you're doing all the right things and you're eating at a deficit and you're just you've got it all balanced out it's very, very liberating when you're in that situation. Um, so again, if you're in that, if you, if you do experience that, it's very important that you don't get offended. Don't let those people get to you. And when you're on that weight loss track, it's very, very easy. Like it, it this happens to everybody when they're going through a transformation. It's very, very easy to get into a position where you you become vulnerable. You know, when you're losing all that weight, you're very vulnerable because people are looking at you for the first time in a new way. And people who are, you who are meeting for the first time they're looking at you as someone who's, you know, in that exact state, they didn't know you before, right? But they're, because you're going through a transformation, you're probably bringing this up in conversation. And then, you know, they may have a a bunch of quote unquote knowledge to drop on you. Um, And then people in your family and friends and coworkers, whatever, they all are seeing you go through this and they just feel like they have to chime in and provide their two cents. And so by going through this, you're very vulnerable because you're going through all these changes and then you've got all these people coming in and just deciding that it's their place to decide, to tell you about whatever it is that they know about or whatever it is that they researched or whatever it is that they read about or heard about on the news or whatever it is that their best friend nutritionist told them about pomegranates or whatever, just stay the course. Okay. It just comes down to stay in the course. And I'm committed to helping you and people who are going through a transformation or going through a change, a major change, Whether it's a physique change or a strength change or a weight loss change or whatever, I'm committed to helping people progress and transform. Okay. And I'm going to lay it all out right here. There's five things. I've kind of touched on some of these earlier, but I just want to itemize them just to make it easier. And I'll provide all this in the show notes too. But these five things that, if you remember all these when you're going through this process, and when you remember all these things, when you're thinking about your nutrition and the difference between eating clean and eating, like whole foods versus eating for macros and eating for progress, it'll make everything just so much easier. Just remembering these five things. So they're very simple. Number one, fitness is a process. It's very simple. It's a process. It's an A plus B equals C type of process, right? You set your goal, you execute on the goal. That's nutritionally, that's training wise. You get some results, you rinse, you repeat it's a process over and over and over again. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen with one switch, one lever. It happens when you go through the process over and over and over again. You turn the process. Number two, everyone, literally every single person has a base metabolic rate. Okay. I've described this before. It's the resting metabolic rate, the RMR. Everybody has one and it does change over time, but everybody has one. Okay. And it's very, very, very simple and this kind of touches on number three as well, but that base metabolic rate is the the one golden piece that you need to know before you try to lose weight or gain weight, okay? Because if you lose weight, this is number three, your, the operation of those calories in versus out works like this. If you come in below that resting metabolic rate, if you come in below that RMR, you eat fewer calories than you're burning every day, you will lose weight if you eat more calories than your resting metabolic rate every single day over a period of time. Even if that's a hundred calories, which is like nothing, you will put on weight. Okay, it's very simple: in versus out. Number four, macros are important because they govern that whole process. They govern the in versus out. Okay, they they do a lot of things. Proteins, carbs, and fats do a lot of things, but. We're specifically talking about weight loss and weight gain here. So those macronutrients, they govern everything, proteins, fats, and carbs. Again, there's four calories per gram of protein, four calories per gram of carbohydrates, and nine calories per gram of fat. Like 97, 98% of what you eat every single day is made up of those things, proteins, fats, and carbs. Um, So number five, this is the last thing. The cleanliness of food matters, but it is of such low importance compared to the macros and calories that you're consuming every single day. I don't even recommend people even like think about it until they've got a handle on calories and macros. I never recommend to my clients that they spend time thinking about the types of fruits and vegetables that they're eating and the like the the origin of those fruits and vegetables, what farm they came from, what the process was. Because people become way too consumed with that, way too wrapped up in those details, and they forget the big picture that they're trying to achieve. Okay? It doesn't take long to lose weight. If your goal is to lose weight, focus on losing weight. Once you lose the weight, then you can dial in every micronutrient thing that you've ever wanted to get like perfect in your body. Okay? It doesn't need to be now. Don't try to do two things at once. If you try to maximize your micronutrient health and maximize your weight loss, through macronutrient understanding at the same time, you're going to get way too overwhelmed. There's way too many things going on, too many moving parts. The system's going to fail. Most people can't do both of those things from zero at the same time. Maximize your weight loss first or your weight gain, whatever that mac, whatever that weight change is. Wait, understand the macros. Once that's done, introduce the micronutrient understanding and the good micronutrient practices. Okay. And that's cleanliness of food, whole foods, fruits, vegetables, all that stuff. So that's it guys. That's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, if you did get anything out of this, please leave me a review, leave me a rating in iTunes. I would really appreciate that. And then of course, if you have anybody in your life that needs to hear these words or would benefit from hearing these words, maybe it's your nutritionist in your life. Maybe it's that registered dietitian that always gives you shit about what you're eating and what you're buying at this store, that restaurant. Go ahead and share this episode with them. I would love to connect with them, first of all, and you. So if you do that, if you do post this in social somewhere, make sure you tag me. Uh, All the links to my social media is going to be in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And um, just for those who are interested, I do actually spend more time on Facebook now than I do on Instagram. It's just kind of the state of where my business is at and where things are going, the community that I've touched base with on a daily basis and the, uh, the people that I'm interacting with. But anyway, feel free to tag me. I would love to connect with you. And of course, I would love to connect with your nutritionist or dietitian friend. Those are always fun conversations as well. So thank you guys so much. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. And of course, remember, train with purpose. I'll see you later. Take care.